This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So many funny jokes to be made after that Kevin Harlan line. I'm not oh, going to say man. any of them, though, because we're a family friend. We might need show. that drop. Like, we have Iron he Eagle. Oh, yeah. We might need Kevin Harlan. He smoked them. I feel like that's your line. Like, you say that a lot. I never yeah, say, I say the they got. I say they got smoked. I yeah, say they got worked. You do worked. that a lot. I say that all the time. I use both of those words a good amount. I, we... Man, we lead the we lead betting content in number of words that describe a blowout. Like we really we got we got all your bases covered here. We really got a lot of these things. And uh, we also on the show try and give you uh, the most. I would say like the most breaking news, but I mean I'm not gonna like make stuff up. When breaking news comes <laughs> in, we give it to you here on the show. The most breaking news: Wayne Gretzky returning to the NHL tonight. He'll suit up on the Blackhawks next to Connor Bedard. Uh, we do have breaking news in the National Football League. We'll ask Jamie Eisenberg about this game as we move along in the segment. Uh, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence just held court with reporters in Duval, and he says that he's quote optimistic he'll play Thursday night at the Saints, but says, of course, we'll have to make that decision on Thursday. He's got a knee sprain. He did practice today in a limited fashion wearing a knee brace. I I think he's probably going to play based off all of this, but obviously we still have to to wait and see. The betting market at least has some optimism that Lawrence is going to play. That game coming off three was Saints minus three, now sitting Saints minus one right now. And I think if Lawrence is going to play, I think maybe... Hashtag wrong team favorite, and Jacksonville might be like a one-point favorite in the game. But we'll talk about that um, as we move closer to the game on Thursday night. Still to come on the program, Lockmas Day 2. Ken Barkley is going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy in college football. Should you lay minus 145 with Michael Penix Jr.? Ken's going to tell you. P-squared, B-squared, we'll finish our handicap of Week 7 in the NFL. Two segments with Matt Moore from the Action Network talking NBA. Uh, all our bets for tonight in the Power Hour along with a golf conversation with our friend Jason Sobel from SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. But joining us right now to talk about Tua Tungavailoa, Tyree Kill and the Miami Dolphins, their game against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, and the rest of the slate, Week 7 in the National Football League, is our good friend Jamie Eisenberg from CB Sports, their lead fantasy football analyst. You listen to Jamie on Fantasy Football Today, and you watch him on CBS Sports HQ, and you read him on CBSSports.com. I don't have to because I can just text Jamie and get his fantasy advice, but you, since you don't have his number, you should go to CBSSports.com to read all his work. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Thanks for having me, guys. Always good to talk to you. Jamie, why don't we start with just the projected kind of monster high-scoring matchup of the week, the, this Dolphins-Eagles game. We actually haven't talked about this game yet on our show. We kind of like saved it for today to do a, a big preview. Uh, spoiler alert, like I, I think there could be a billion points scored, and so does the market. Like It's a very high total. It's in the 50s. But just like I, I think there might be way, way more than that being scored. Uh, Eagles, a small favorite, about one and a half in the market. Just like, how do you see this game playing out? Obviously, these have been two really prolific offenses, not just this year, but last year. Two quarterbacks kind of contending for the MVP, offensive player of the year candidates, you Tyreek and A.J. Brown. Just like, how, how do you think each team will kind of perform offensively? Maybe who benefits the most in a game like this? 
Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, Ken. I, I think it should be a high-scoring affair. But I, I thought it would be the same thing between the Cowboys and the Chargers, so who am I, who am I to tell uh, what game is going to be over the total? But I, I think when you look at these two offenses and you look specifically at the defenses, I mean, the Dolphins have given up a lot of big points lately. You know, even their, the loss to the, the Bills, it was 48 points. The win against the Panthers, I don't think anybody saw them going down 14 nothing. So they've certainly given up a lot of, you know, big production to some surprising offenses in, in, in the case of the Panthers for sure. Um, the Eagles, I think it's going to you know, probably come down to is Lane Johnson playing because we've seen this offense really, really struggle when he's not out there, certainly when the offensive line is not at full strength. So uh, they'll have some time to prepare for that if he's not going to play, but I'd just like to see him out there because I want to see all those points. Um, A.J. Brown's you know, on, on just a magical run right now, so Jalen Hurts is leaning on him. There's always the potential for Devontae Smith to get going. DeAndre Swift has been fantastic. Dallas Goddard's gotten going of late, so there's a lot to like about that side. And then do the Eagles really feel like a team that's going to completely shut down the Dolphins? I don't think so. So um, you have all these guys that play with, you know, Tua and Mostert and, and the two receivers there, especially now that Jalen Waddle's going again. So it should be a fantastic performance. I, I, I really hope that we get that type of game from these two teams because that's what we're all waiting to see. Jamie, let's go to the, the Chiefs and the Chargers on Sunday at Arrowhead. Now, we've seen like a good amount of matchups, right, with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes in this rivalry. And the total, like, always starts with the five when these two teams will play recently, the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, for Sunday, it starts with the four. The total is 48. So the betting market expects less scoring this week when the Chiefs host the Los Angeles Chargers. And, Jamie, I'm... I'm kind of worried about this Chargers offense right now, running a lot of two tight end sets. I don't think Keenan Allen's like best position is outside receiver. Palmer's more of a three. Quinton Johnston's an absolute zero right now. And the Chiefs defense is really good. Like, do you have optimism that this Chargers offense can perform well on Sunday at Arrowhead? Long-term concerns about the Chargers offense? And what do you think of that point total of 48? Is that too low in your opinion for the Chiefs and the Chargers? It, it certainly feels low, and, you know, Nick, we've been talking about this for, for fantasy on, on our shows, that the Chiefs' defense has been bad for the Chiefs' offense because they're not giving up a lot of points. They've just been really good, and, and the run game for the Chiefs has been good. You know, so we haven't seen these big eye-popping numbers from Holmes. You know, thankfully we got Travis Kelsey going last week a little bit, so, you know, glad that he came through the ankle injury and seems to be fine, but they're still waiting for a receiver to step up and maybe help Mahomes in that regard, but they just don't have to win games the same way, you know, so there'll, there'll be some moments where I think we see this offense start to look like this offense again. And if that happens, then maybe we see the, the garbage time production from the chargers, but this has got to be such a deflating loss to them after losing to the Cowboys in their own building. Granted, they don't have a home field advantage, but the Kellen Moore storyline and how that all unfolded, that his offense has not shown up yet. And you're right. You know, they've been sort of trying to figure out the loss of Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson just has not been the answer. And, and like you said, Josh Palmer is definitely more of a third receiver than he is a second option, you know, thankfully Keenan Allen's still producing. And I think we'll get a better awesome Eckler game because, you know, first game back from a long layoff, you always get to shake the rust off type of performance, but um, they're going to have to score points, you know, because I don't think their defense is going to stop the chiefs. It's just a matter of what kind of chiefs performance are we going to see? So I do think that the, the total is probably appropriate and we may not see them go over that number just because again, the chiefs defense has been so good. Jamie, uh, Arizona, Seattle, another game. We're kind of, you know, picking out some of the games that either we think are going to be high scoring or have high totals. So I've, I've kind of had a theory the last few weeks playing over in a lot of the Arizona Cardinal games because their defense has been really bad and not just over in the game, but over on like a star receiver to have a big game, right? So Jamar Chase, we you know, went nuts against the, the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. Then we played Cooper Cup overs last week. It had 150 plus for a big price and he finishes on 149, which is a little disappointing. And now you look at Seattle, 
And I guess the problem for me in this game is just like, it seems like everyone could do really well. Like Metcalf could do really well and Lockett could do really well. And JSN, if he plays, could maybe have like a big game. And Kenneth Walker could have a really big, like, I almost don't even know who to land on. Like Cup was easy, right? He's the best Rams receiver. Chase was easy. It's like a monster. Like, who do you land on when everybody could do well for Seattle in this game? I, I think the, the, the most likely guy would be Metcalf, especially as we kind of seen, you know, we haven't seen consecutive games, good games from Lockett. So it feels as if there's, there's somewhat of a market correction. You know, every time one guy goes off, the next guy has the bigger game the following week. Then the name that you said, though, that probably jumps off is, is Ken Walker for me, just because I, I think we, we kind of see where Geno Smith is at right now. He's struggling a little bit. And that kind of has been what the, the theme of the season has been, that Smith has taken a step back and, and the run game has been there. Uh, I would not be surprised if there is a surprise performance because the defense is so bad. So maybe this could be the JSN game where they do get him going a little bit more. We saw some flashes of that in the loss against the Bengals and maybe even Zach Charbonnet if they're playing with a lead because of how bad the Chargers, the Cardinals have been. So we could see the, the rookies maybe take a little bit of a step forward in this matchup. But if you're going to pick one receiver, I think you go with the big play threat, and that's been DK Metcalf. You know, Lockett did have 90 yards receiving last week, but he's kind of been hovering in that 60, 70-yard range. So he's gotten by with some touchdowns. Uh, at some point, Metcalf's going to go off. And if there is a matchup for him to go off, it would be this week. So if you're looking at the receiver, I'd go Metcalf. If you're looking at the best player, I think it's Ken Walker, as we just saw. You know, Kyron Williams had a huge game, and Ken Walker certainly a much better talent but you're, if you're comparing the two backs. You better, you better. Here with Nick and Ken. It's a terrific football Tuesday, and we're very happy to be talking fantasy football and NFL betting right now with our good friend Jamie Eisenberg, lead fantasy football analyst for CBS Sports on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie spelled J-A-M-E-Y. Uh, Jamie, with the Ravens-Lions game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore, I don't, I don't think we need to mention Lions stuff here unless you have a thought on like how the running back group is going to look minus David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs is expected to be back. But more just from the Baltimore perspective, uh, I made the case yesterday, like we know what the Lions identity is I don't think the Ravens have an identity right now like maybe they want to be this high octane passing offense they're not there yet and I don't really think they have the personnel to really run it right now with Beckman and Beckham and Bateman are both washed up um so curious what you think we see from the Ravens offense on Sunday against the good Lions defense that might get Brian Branch back and like are, are you bullish on this Ravens offense rest of season they can't even run the ball right now either no, they're they're struggling. You know, I, I was hoping when they made Keaton Mitchell their you know rookie running back active that we would have seen a little bit more from him, and he didn't even play. So maybe there's just something more in the game plan coming for him, and they just wanted to give him the opportunity to be on the field in case he was needed. But yeah, Justice Hill and, and, and Gus Edwards not very inspiring right now. I think their identity is just Lamar Jackson, you know, and, and that's what they're kind of making on. Is he going to make enough plays? Are they going to have some success in the red zone? You know, John Harbaugh has certainly proven that he's not afraid to have a field goal game, and we saw that you know, against the Titans with Justin Tucker bouncing back and looking like Justin Tucker again. So at some point they're going to, you know, I think establish who they are. It's probably going to take just a lot of Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. And I I do like what I'm seeing from Flowers, but you said it, you know, Beckham and and Bateman have been huge disappointments. And so don't be surprised if they're aggressive at the trade deadline to add something to their team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So whether it's a running back or maybe another receiver, um, I I would not be surprised if that happens. Or maybe again, it's just Mitchell, you know, coming through and, and, and starting to, you know, just add some life to that backfield. But it really, it's just, it's all on Lamar Jackson. If he has a bad game against the Lions, the Lions should win the game easily. If he has a good game, they'll be competitive, and I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. So if Lamar's Lamar and you know doesn't have some drops from his receiving core and is able to do some things with his legs, they'll be able to uh, push the Lions and certainly prove that they can be just as physical. But I think if he struggles and the Lions defense shows up, then it's going to be a bad game for the Ravens. 
Jamie, why don't we close with with Thursday night football? And maybe for this question, we can kind of assume Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Obviously, like he addressed the media and was like, he's optimistic he's going to play. And the, the market reflects that the Saints are a very small favorite. Now the total a little less than 40. If he does play, obviously a low total game. These offenses have kind of struggled. But in like 45 seconds here, is there a player in Jag Saints that you would kind of be looking at? The only one for me right now with confidence is, is Travis Etienne, and that's saying something because the Saints run defense is good, but he's just playing fantastic right now. And so you got a banged-up Lawrence. You know, Doug Peterson will be creative to put the ball in Etienne's hands, but this is going to be one of those grinded-out type of games. If we didn't have six teams on a bye and a lot of injuries, it would be easy to fade a lot of the Jaguars because I still buy into the Saints defense. But the one player for Jacksonville right now that I trust and trust the most is Travis Etienne, and I'm not saying a lot there, but he's just been fantastic so far. He's been awesome. I, I, I might have some Christian Kirk bets if we think Marshawn Lattimore is going to shadow Calvin Ridley. We'll talk about that coming up more on Thursday. Uh, Jamie, we appreciate you making the time for us. Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Check out Fantasy Football today. Watch Jamie on CBS Sports HQ. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Best of luck with everything this week. Stay well, and we'll talk to you down the line. Listen, sources can confirm you guys are the best. I appreciate you having me on. That, the great Jamie Love Eisenberg. It. Where yeah. do the sources confirm sources. they come from, though? Did we say that at any point during the interview? It was just like a, a, a fun way to, to say that we're awesome. I'm always looking for yeah, fun ways this. to say we're awesome. But this so, so, sources confirmed that was a lame line by Jamie. Jamie's my friend. I can say that. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Lockmas kicks us off, and we'll be on with our friends at Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.